When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nurse Podcast. I am happily joined by some Overdrive colleagues who you will no doubt recognize to talk about all things Sarah J. Moss. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, and because I didn't say we have, and <laughs> I can't speak English. We have Andrea and Maria on today's episode. They are fellow um, Sarah J. Moss fans. I don't know if the fandom has like a name. Mostics. I don't know. I'm sure there is, but there has to be, right? I feel like it's too big of a fandom to not. But I don't, yeah, we're, we don't know what it is. But um, we've got several fans of Sarah J. Moss and all of her series at Overdrive. And Maria and Andrea and I talk about this in our normal life. So we thought we would bring it onto the podcast to talk about all things. Now, this hopefully goes without saying, but if you haven't read any of her series, this episode will contain spoilers. So if you don't want to have crazy plot twists revealed, you want to keep everything a mystery turn this episode off immediately until you've read all of the series by Sarah J. Moss that includes Throne of Glass, Crescent City, and A Court of Thorns and Roses so that we've left no stone unturned and no one can be upset. We will be talking about spoilers. <laughs> and that's the only alert you're going to get. <laughs> yes. And we're, we're not going to go over it again. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say though that um, no one shame me. I have not read Throne of Glass but I am, I accept spoilers because yeah. I'm still going to read it. I just haven't read it. Part of That's your fair. agreeing to this episode, <laughs> yes. there will be some things uh, that we discuss, but I, I, yeah, I, that all that said, um, I'm going to start with asking you both. What was your first Sarah J Moss book that you ever read? So my first book was Throne of Glass. I started it in, I read it till, I didn't read it till 2015. So at that point, Air of Fire had already been published. So we were up to Air of Fire, but I did, I started at the beginning and ever since Queen of Shadows, I've been reading them as they were published. Nice. Um, so my first one was Court of Thorns and Roses. And I actually, it had been on my TBR for like a really long time, but I didn't start reading it. It was the first book I read once the pandemic started. And then I was just like, well, now I know what I'm spending all my time doing. Um, And then, yeah, I I immediately got sucked in. But that's, so I'm a very recent devotee. And so, yeah, adding on to that, Maria is actually the one that told me to read (laughs) A Court of Thorns and Roses. So I actually had not ever read a Sarah J. Moss book until, drum roll please, February 
of 2021. Oh, wow. I've only so you, like binge them. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. So Andrea is the OG fan of the yep. group. Um, I read the whole a Court of Thorns and Roses series first. So A Court of Thorns and Roses was also my first one. And then I read it again. Like I read it back to back um, twice because I'm super cool. And conveniently, A Court of Silver Flames had just come out. So I got to read like all five of those in a row um, and then moved on to the rest of her stuff. Uh, in pretty rapid succession. So I have, I did read all of her books in the span of last year. <laughs> well, if it helps, I did re- reread the entire Throne of Glass series and A Court of Miss and Fury series also during the pandemic. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, I needed those like comfort books yeah, of like yeah. what I knew it was going to happen. And those were the ones that I went to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I did also reread, even since 2020, Court of Thorns and Roses prior to uh, mm-hmm. Flames coming out. So. I was like, might as well. It's been almost a year. I've forgotten everything. (laughs) Yeah. I I clearly mean these characters for a long time. There's so much detail though. I do think it is easy to quickly forget. There is a lot. There is a lot. lot. So similarly, what is your favorite Sarah J Moss book? If you only had to pick one and why? I have like one for Throne of Glass and one for Court of Thrones and Roses, but I don't know if I can pick between them. We'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow two. Okay. So A Court of Mist and Fury is my favorite A Court of Thrones and, Rose, Thorns and Roses book, which I feel like I am in the majority of. There's that many people who mm-hmm. that's not their favorite. Um, I think it's because that's just turned everything on its head and everything that you found out in Thorns, of, Thorns and Roses is like negated. Like it's all yeah. just like, whoop. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite throne of glass is like empire of storms, because yeah. that for me is when all the storylines start converging and they're all like meeting up and getting together and hanging or terrace and like having them like interact and just like, Oh, they're all together now. And that just brings me joy. That's such I a love- good one. Um, I would agree. A court of mist and fury is definitely my favorite. I think also like, in addition to turning everything on its head, you're almost like, wait, I just read a whole book and like thought that this, this was what was going to happen. And this guy was cool. And now, you know, like, I don't know, that, right. that was really, really interesting. And I think also just like the way that she wrote with Farrah dealing with all of her stuff was really well done, at mm-hmm. least to me. So just seeing her like character development and the relationship between her and Reese, obviously, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was great. Great book for all, all that character development. So I will agree. I will agree as well. Like A Court of Mist and Fury is the best one. I think of that series for all the reasons you both said, I thought she did such a good job. Like, cause in the beginning you love Tamlin. You're yes. like, yes, this man, Tamlin, hunky, all the way. like, Oh, all the way. I hope they get together. And like, you're so content at the end of the first book because you're like that was excellent like everything they overcame whatever and then it's like very subtle the shift mm-hmm. where then over time you're like oh he's the worst like how could we yeah. ever and I just I think it's really hard to do that well like you can't have it be too sudden of like 
this yep. man who is betrothed right. to is so in love with JK, we hate him. Um, so that book really did a lot, I think, to to just show like the shades of people and and have you change your mind in a way that didn't feel super radical. It was like, oh, things are just clicking into place now. Right. Yeah. Um, but my favorite book is actually um House of Earth and Blood, which I feel like is kind of a weird one for that to be my favorite. Um, of all of these books, but I don't know what it was about that book. Maybe it was like the state of mind I was in when I read it both times, but like the relationship that Bryce and Danica have in the first book, like their friendship, I just cried. Like I just cried. It was so good. Um, I will say that was, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that's the only book where I like legit, like cried. Yeah. I I cried when I reread it too a couple times. Yeah. My husband's like, didn't you already read this book? I'm like, yes, shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I just like the relationships in that book, um, the like trauma she overcomes. I don't know. It was just, uh, it was one of my favorite reads um, and continues to be one of my favorite reads as I reread all these books like 10,000 times. Um, I will say like, House of Sky and Breath gets a shout out for being the most like jaw dropping ending of her books. Yeah, I think where I just like silent screamed and like pantomimed. Like, what do I do? Like, what I like scream texted Emma, (laughs) and it was like kind of late at night, and it was just like all caps. Like, wait, I just finished this. I was like freak it out I actually really really liked House of Sky and Breath it's probably my second favorite book because I just felt like there was there was so much going on with so many people um and I like I like seeing I love seeing a side character get like their own thing Mm -hmm. right like Ethan you know like I just yeah I I love that I love everything she's doing with the Crescent City series. <laughs> and there have been hints over the books where you've seen pieces of things from other mm-hmm. um, worlds. And so the fact that she is actually tying everything together between all of her series, I think is huge that this was actually like the first proper right. crossover interaction moment that ever, like, of course, everything everyone's going wild because she's like actually put together all three of the pieces and we're set up for whatever's coming in Crescent City 3 to be absolutely wild. Yeah. I watched an interview with her where she said that she's been planning that for a while. And like, she's like, it's a secret that I've kept for so long that I'm still afraid to like talk about it. And she's like, you know, there's eight point eight pointed star in silver flames that Bryce now has on her chest. Mm-hmm. there's Azrael's dagger which goes with Bryce's sword mm-hmm. um, and it goes beyond that you know Kingdom of Ash where Aelin falls through um, Prithian. Prithian thank you yes, and yeah. Reese slows her down so like we yeah. had that little moment but she's like yeah they're all like if you go back and you can she's like I'll reveal more in book three she's like and you'll see all the connections and I'm like, mm. so that's coming to me tomorrow, right? Like you're, yeah, you're like, so when is that? I know <laughs> you're on maternity leave, but if you could just get me that book, that like, would be great. And yeah, that it, and I think it's really, really cool that, I, so we can touch on some theories quick since we are um, talking about that. And then I'm going to circle back to some questions I have for you both. But okay. one of the theories I think uh, that came to light after Crescent City 2 was that, the 
werewolves like in Crescent City or the wolves are descendants of the Fae from Terrasen, from mm-hmm. like that whole realm with Aelin. And that obviously there's some type of relation between Rune and Reese. And so that all of these like sort of people that have ended up in Crescent City hail from the world of these other books that we already know and love. And I think that that I'm so excited to see how all of that comes together. And she sets it up really well. I mean, like she sets it up really well with the events of, uh, Crescent City 2. I don't know why I always call it Crescent City 2. I don't know. Time breath, but I just do. CC2. They're always a mouthful of titles. Like yeah, that's <laughs> very true. So I feel like CC2 is way better. Um, but like all the backstory with the Asteri and all that. And then just like the way that she was able to bring in the worlds that way. That makes a lot of sense. Like there's some conquering, you know, body that is trying to, you know, basically leach off of these worlds right, right? um that, that then it, it doesn't come out of the blue like it's still a crazy ending and you're right. like oh, what but then you're like okay well yeah that makes sense like no one's spoken this language in a long time and there were you know people who fought off the hysteria like that sort of thing so I thought that was very interesting I will say just because we're talking about the end of House of Sky and Breath that there was so much setup for them like being transported to hell you know, yeah. in, at different times throughout that book, like Hunt talking with the different princes and like Bryce talking with them that when she goes through the portal at the end and is like falling through, I just had this expectation that like, and I think that was the point, but have this expectation that like she would just land where she was meant to. And we would see these people that have been peppered throughout the book. And so when she lands and it's like a misty lawn alongside a river and you're like wait a minute yeah you're like wait that, a minute the hell is and then you're like wait, wait. a second and then, like, and then you're, she's describing Azriel with leather wings and I was like that's my that was my first hit where I was like no and then it was like <laughs> scarred hands yeah and then it, and then like so I admittedly read I reread that bit twice because I read it once and was like wait no like even with the last line where it's like hi whatever is like hi Bryce my name is Resand and you're like no <laughs> Go, come on like what and so I read it again and I was like wait <laughs> I don't remember yeah. I read it again and like she describes Nessa I'm like is that I'm like that's got to be Nessa and Cassie yeah. and I'm like well then that's clearly Amarin like I was gonna say the Amarin <laughs> is what got me the first time like she was like she knew that language or whatever and I was like mm-hmm. wait 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 mm-hmm minute or a person minute. with like sharp features and I was like oh my and then God. someone that a female comes in covered in paint I'm like well yeah yep <laughs> and I don't like the way she did that for whatever like all of the signs were there the fact that it took like that it took so many of these very <laughs> obvious clues like rereading it that you're like wait wait no like no yeah. we're not going you don't here. expect that though like you mm-hmm. know that they were like in the same leveling astral plane or whatever but you don't expect them to actually like cross over in such like a a man of her dropping it on their front lawn yeah, right yes, in exactly. such a blunt way you yeah. know like we've seen glimpses and so to yeah. have something that's like they're sitting there she's in the townhouse they're having a conversation or not the townhouse they're and in she, the estate and she's like out there yeah yeah right it was absolutely wild yeah. I think it was great that um 
she wrote it from Bryce's perspective because I feel like it lengthened like the time where I actually was like oh these people because like <laughs> he doesn't know these people right right then you're like wait a second she's describing them and I know some of these characteristics and now I get it <laughs> and you're like please just help her like she left Rune and Hunt just pl- like please assist and then you're like oh nah. <laughs> and they are not in a good place right now you're not in a good place Oh man. Oh man. I, so, okay. So before we go into uh, their crazy theories, I do want to ask if you have a favorite character from these books. I don't know. That's such a, that's so hard. It is. It is hard. I, I feel like Emma probably even knows who mine is is because I talk about him all the time, but I love Lucien, Lucien, however you pronounce his name in your head so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I just think that I love characters that you can't actually tell if they're good or bad for like multiple, sometimes multiple books. So I would say right. he's one of my favorite characters. I just think, I just feel so bad for him, but also I don't feel bad for him. And I'm just like, I need to know everything about you. Um, mm-hmm. And so I also feel a little bit like Rune is one of my favorite characters because of that too. Cause in the first book you were like, well, like, what's your, like, end game here? Like, what are you really about, I think? Um, so I like that, which is why I think I'm going to like Eris a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I realize that's three characters, and that was not your question. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's okay. my I answer. Like I have the same. I'm like, well, I like this person because of that, but then I like this person because of this. Yeah. I'm like, eh, favorite one from each series. You want, like, a favorite favorite main from each series a favorite sub <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> no so yeah for simplicity it was just favorite but if you have multiple that's all right yeah I would say Lucien if I had to pick one mm-hmm. I think if we're gonna go to the court and throw in the roses once I love Asriel yeah like he's so like subtly like I don't want to say shady but like like when he's teaching <laughs> Feyre how to fly Mm-hmm. And she goes into a tree and he's just like sitting there like sharpening his sword like it's no big <laughs> deal. And she's like, the tree came out of nowhere. He's like, well, judging by the size, it's been there about 200 years. Like, like his humor is just so dry and he's just so like, well, the, the thing you did wrong was you fell. So <laughs> yeah, um, he just takes like yeah. that little bit of a dry tone. Yes. And I also really like uh, Lysandra from... Yeah. Throne of Glass because she went from a character that I hated so much that I absolutely love. Yeah. Nice. And I feel like that's another thing of like Sarah's just like, I couldn't stand her. I hated her. I wanted Aelin Selena to take her down. But then by the end of the series, I'm like, you guys are the best of friends and you have such a strong female, powerful relationship that I just absolutely love you so much. Awesome. I'm excited to read these now. She. I think she does she does that well that like you don't really know a person Mm -hmm. kind of a thing or like as you get to know them your perspective on them changes which I think is very true um my favorite character might be a bit of a shock owing to this group is it Tamlin (laughs) no (laughs) you're like wait like we can't be friends no um my favorite character, I think, from the books is Manon. I don't know if I'm saying oh, that I right. I love her. I think, I think it is Manon. Yeah. I think it's Manon. Um, I love her. And for me, she is primarily the reason that I kept reading Throne of Glass. 
Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Selena Aylin. Uh-huh. Um, so some of the side characters in Throne of Glass really helped propel my interest in the story. Um, her being a big portion of that. Um, I also really like Lorcan. Oh my God. I love Lorcan. From Throne of he's Glass. He's so grumpy, but he's so awesome with the lead that I. He's like so grouchy and mean and like nobody gets through to him, you know, until the one that does, um, who changes his ways. And I just. But not fully. That. Because I feel like right. the relationship between him and Aelin are never going to be, it's never going to be good. Right. There's always going to be that like little bit of history there. Right. But um, yeah, so I think those are two of my favorite characters, which is funny because if you had me rank her series, Throne of Glass is probably my least favorite one, but it does have some of the best characters. I do. I agree. I would agree with that. I think the characters in that series are just multi-leveled. They have a lot of character development, like, like Manan goes through amazing character development. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my gosh. She, I can't. And for this, I will not spoil it just for Maria because I feel like it would be so rude. But oh, she, there's, um, yeah, there are just moments with her where, uh, man, I like was sobbing like a child. Yes. Uh, yes. I feel, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But um, non-spoilery question for that. Do you picture a Braxis as Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon? Kind oh, of, yeah. I do, love, I do love Toothless, so. That's it. I don't know, think that's what they're supposed to look like, but. Probably not. Just, surely that's who I picture him as. But yeah, I definitely like that. that sense. It's so good. Um, I think I'm going to cancel any holds I have right now. Um, let me get off of here on Libby and just check out the first burn of glass because now that we're talking about this I I I feel like I'm I'm back I'm back well, and ready to read it. Like what's wild about that is I feel like if you look at the description for Throne of like Throne of Glass, it, she's an assassin in a competition. And then if you look at the rest of the series, like that is absolutely not no relation, no relation. Yeah. <laughs> where you end up. So there's so much that happens there that I um I do find that really impressive how that story evolved. Um over time and there and are so many seems bugs. normal yeah like it exactly. doesn't seem like she started the series one way and halfway through right, she was right. like I don't like where this is going I'm gonna go somewhere else it's just the way it flows it's like you clearly had this planned out and how everything was gonna happen she knew this the whole time I'm like so the last question I have for you both before we hop into some theories is who would you pick to be your mate I mean I know that like you don't pick in the series but uh you know for our purposes who would you pick Resand 100 <laughs> percent yeah i feel like he's pretty hard to top i mean yeah seriously Maria. um i would probably say cassian okay yeah yep i'm like so we're all gonna pick the bat boys because i would say Azrael. <laughs> <laughs> good, good we're not fighting over them perfect <laughs> perfect very judicious everyone oh gets who they want <laughs> funny. i just like there's just something about them from that uh you know, that series, I think it's like, I love these tropes, but I think they're very much like the fictional men where like, they'll scream. If you touch her, you die. Like they're those kinds of characters. Um, and I feel like all three of them are like that for sure. Like come near my woman Mm -hmm. and what you're done for. Although I I think Rowan and Hunt are probably like that as well, but I just feel like there's a lot of that energy in A Court of Thorns and Roses. 
I was looking back at my reviews when I first read A Court of Thrones and Roses. I actually wrote, Erica and Hamlin, I will take free sand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I loved him from the beginning. <laughs> so I was like, I knew on some level, I clearly knew. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's great. You, you, yeah, you had an inkling, which I admittedly did not really pick up on. Yeah, I did not uh, expect her to end with him. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah, I thought it was going to be Tamlin, but on some level, I was like, yeah, no, recent the one. Like, all right. So I have a few theories from fellow um, fans at Overdrive that I would love to get your thoughts on. I'm always down. There's the one theory that I know is talked about a lot. And it's just that the first love interest in a Sarah J. Moss series will not be... <laughs> The true love. <laughs> and I think that, that we have proof that that's not true with House of Earth and Blood and House of Sky and Breath with Hunt. Maybe. I, w- I would argue mm-hmm. Connor was her first love. Yeah, okay. you're right. So you're right. You're right. I'm like, you're right. Okay, so. But he wasn't in it. He, he wasn't was, in the right. first line. He wasn't, right. he wasn't yeah. like a Tamlin level. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have, oh gosh, I can't, he's so sad. We have Sam. Oh, uh, too soon. Emma. I know. Or like, but she has kind of several love interests. I think that's one of the reasons why I also like that series is because it's not like other like fantasy or like, like, I guess, throw glasses, YA, YA series where it's like the first individual that we come across that's it that's the end game yeah yeah and which is true to life like a lot of people don't marry the first you know (laughs) partner that they are with right Mm -hmm. right that's true I feel like there were quite a few because in throne of glass there's like Sam Dorian Kale I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce his name I thought it was Kale is it Kale Kale? Chuck it's it's spelled c-h-a-o-l I think like, I give me a break with that pronunciation um yeah, because that it almost looks like the old form of jail like k-a-y-a-l oh, that's good because then it sounds less like the vegetable like food <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know and then rowan so i feel like mixed about that theory but i would say it's, will... it's true that maybe it's not the first one mm-hmm but in some cases, it's not always the second either. That's, yeah, exactly. Consider Isaac in the village for Feyre. Granted, they weren't in love. Right. There was a relationship there. It doesn't right. seem like it's actually a hard and fast rule. It seems like you could probably make a case that the first love interest, but I don't think it's like. Always going to happen. It's, it's always going to happen. Right. No matter what. I was still worried about Hunt, though. I was still very worried. I know. I was I very would- worried. Until we got some confirmation in the second book that yeah, he was yeah. sticking around. <laughs> I felt better when he was also the one on the cover. I'm like, well, they're not going to put him on the cover if he's not like. I'm like, I got the a one. poster behind me of his face. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, what was the uh, some one really funny theory that somebody posed was just that Kale Kyle, I see. I'm already mispronouncing it is the worst. <laughs> that was their theory. <laughs> I was like, that was the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> End of theory. 
End of theory. Um, so another theory that somebody presented. Oh, another person, Andrea, it was you, which I want to talk about because I love this theory. <laughs> Looking at my notes is that um, a court of thorns and roses is like a beauty and the beast retelling. And for a lot of people, Tamlin is the beast in that retelling. But I like your, your theory that it's Reese and that Tamlin is the Gaston type character. Uh, because that framed it for me in a whole different yeah well because different way yeah you think about it and reese is really presented as the villain Mm -hmm. like he's from the night court he's evil they're you know not great up there they're all you know for themselves and everything and then you find out that so bad yeah but tamlin just continues to suck right but then there's there's sort of the whole like you know tamlin can like shift into his like beast with horns thing that Mm -hmm. I think parallels, you know, the original fairy tale, but I agree that he definitely is Gaston vibes. (laughs) Like he should be, you know, he should be, he's like marriageable bachelor, like whatever, but he's actually quite, I don't know what the right word is. He's actually quite ugly inside. Right. Yeah. And I think he has a lot of work to do to redeem himself. And I think he, I think he will. I hope he will. I hope he will too, because I always think of the scene where like they brought Reese back and he was like, be happy, Farah. And I was like, I don't know if you need a full redemption arc, but you need something. something. Exactly. Like it doesn't need to be like a whole like, right. Like loves him again, but like redemptive. Yeah. And I feel like she's hinted at it enough that I hope it happens. I think it would be realistic if it did happen part of me wants to like hate him but part of me is also like he went through a lot too yeah he that did. they just maybe were not right for each other and right. neither of them yeah. treated each other super well in that circumstance yeah I feel like Tamlin just needs a lot of therapy yeah that is like, that, yes. get it. that's like that's where I feel like he's at right now yeah and he needs, yeah he needs he just, to work through his issues yes, for sure yes. I feel like there's, I feel like there's something in there. Um, but yeah, I don't need like a whole book of his redemption, but I think no. knowing that he's not, even if it's a paragraph, I yeah, would like- love, <laughs> I would love for his right now. This is, I don't know if this is a theory or just my wishes because I want Lucien to get his own book, but I could see his redempt. I could see Tamlin's redemptive arc being a part of that book. I could see that. Yeah. So because that's related, I'm going to toss out the theory that Tamlin and Elaine are mates. Thoughts, love, hate. Spring flowers. I could see Like her garden, spring. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I just don't think it's, I, Elaine, I don't think it's going to be Lucian. No, Asriel. I don't think it's going to be Asriel. No, I don't think it's going to be Asriel either. So where, like, yeah, there's sort of that question of where, where are some of those loose ends going to end up in the yeah. of thorns and roses world? And Elaine is kind of one of them that right. I don't know if anyone really knows where that's going to go. Not really. I mean, I feel like she's hinting so hard at Asriel that there's no way personally. Right. Like, yeah. So like, I, don't there, know. I think it's so hard. There are so many hints where there's like, is it going to be as, is his mate going to be Gwen? Where's Elaine going to end up though? Because there's like the symmetry of the three sisters and like the three brothers. Could we just throw Tamlin in there? Cause he's also a loose end, but they've thrown in that issue of like, oh, Lucian and her are mates, 
but that's not always the case where mates end up together. Although are there cases of people in her books who are mates and actively choose not to be together? Uh, Lucian's parents. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, isn't it? Are they technically mates or are they just like each other a lot? No, because I thought, well, I mean, well, I don't know. Is, is it Healy? Cause, cause isn't Healy and his real dad? Yes. Yeah. Was, are Helian and, and Lucian's mom actually mates? I don't know if it's ever remember, actually addressed, but I wonder if maybe that's right. why. Yeah. And I think I don't think his parents are mates. No. No. And no, I think that was just like good bloodlines. Yeah. Um, but then the way they address mates in Crescent City, where yeah. it's like it took them like a while to get there, I guess. Like mm-hmm and have that have that be the thing in a tradition the traditional sense um I wonder if that leaves some room because it feels like in a quarter of thorns and roses like they're mates and it like snaps into place and it's like a big hole right and I guess with Reese and Feyre he was prepared to let her go Mm -hmm. and marry Tamla if that's what she wanted yeah until she was walking down the aisle went dear god somebody help me He's like, like, okay, I'll just pop in at this right exact right. moment. <laughs> this is the perfect time for me to call him that bargain. But so, yeah, I guess yeah. you don't have, because he never went, guess what? We're mates. I'm taking her back with me. That's true. Because yeah. so, it snapped for him, but not for her. I wonder yeah. if there's going to be some cross mate stuff going on with Crescent City characters. Would be a wild theory, but that I would think be wild. possible. I think it's, I think it's possible. So that could that could tie up in Elaine, and in a different way. I'm now I'm just. Spiraling. I mean, Sorry, well, at I'll- this point, like the possibilities could be endless. Well, right. <laughs> I uh, so another theory. Again, there are a lot of theories just that everything's related. And so it's putting things into new light. So like the angels in Crescent City are related to the Seraphim from Akatar. We have mm-hmm. crossover where like there are characters in Throne of Glass who we've seen like mytho- mythological references to in other places. Again, that that notion that Truth Teller and um, the Star Sword are connected and then even like the the um swords and why can i not think of the words in a court of silver flames the troves yeah oh yeah. is that, yeah. that the right word like the troves the crown like all of those pieces like all of those, those things are connected throughout all of her worlds yeah it seems like i just i feel like this house of sky and breath really opened everything up to just like okay everything's all of it is right like all. <laughs> my theories aren't fully proven but they could be they could be, no, yeah, they could be because everything of... is all connected or it, it right. could come from somewhere else like amrin and fury are related yeah, similar mm-hmm. somehow connected which we still don't quite know how yet and i, and I feel like sirius is somehow going to be like how they said they like the eight sirius or sirius was eaten or something but i feel like that's somehow going to get connected of like what really happened to Sirius. Yeah. And that like, um, what was the other one that now I've completely lost my train of thought because I, my mind is like spiraling out of control. Um, Easy to do. 
there's so much <laughs> stuff here here that the Volg from Throne of Glass are related somehow to the Asteri uh from House oh, of I can see that. Earth and Blood. Mm-hmm. Or that there's some, you know, there's some larger thing out there with these different I mean, species. Yeah, the Asteri said they were bopping all over the place from world to world and planet to planet sucking life then like you know and the the Volg princes and all of that stuff from throne of glass sounds grim that yeah there could be there could be things (laughs) elsewhere out there that are related um the other thing I wanted to ask this group because I have my experts okay let's just talk I have a note it just says agent day was a twist oh. from House of Sky and Breath. I think I figured it out. Okay. I don't I, say. I wasn't 100%. I wasn't like, this is, I can't even think of her name now. But like when they made reference to like her yeah. having me quiet and someone kept waking her up and rolling over, I was like, mm, that sounds a lot like what's her face. I so, thought it was, I thought it was going to be Celestina. Like, I was like, oh, it totally is. Cause no, like- I'm mad at, I'm mad at her. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was the case too, Maria. And it was funny when you, I was like, how far into this book are you? And you were like, oh, I, I think blah, blah, blah. And I, I had to not react to anything you said, because <laughs> if I said like, yeah, I agree. I felt like that was confirming right, like, right. yeah, it's them. Or if I was like, mm, then that was telling you that right. that wasn't the case. <laughs> so anytime you were telling me updates about reading this book, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're like, oh. Like, I was co-workers. like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then would text me and I was like, okay, that's okay. I, I'm going to say nothing to you. About yeah, you're this, like, but... that is a statement and I'm not going to react like, either here's way. Here's my thumbs up um, emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, but then I like, I remember I texted you when, you know, the, they found her in the closet with um mm-hmm. the witch queen Hy- hypaxia? hypaxia yeah yeah um and I was like well all right well there goes that I thought I was clever and then like about a chapter before it was revealed that it was the hind I was like maybe it's the hind mm-hmm. and then I was like I don't know and then I was like oh shit so I'm like oops I don't know if I've ever sworn on here I have talked about sex a lot though from the romance one we so. did talk about yeah yeah during the romance one, so, so you know whatever um anyway I was like oh my god I so I that was a that was a cool twist I I I like that a lot but I obviously I'm like very stressed about how all that was left so yes yes just about that yeah so my thought when I was reading this was the same as yours I thought it was Celestinia see watch I can't pronounce any of these names uh but yes, and then when it was revealed otherwise, and you're like, well, who is it now? Then it did kind of leave all of the, you know, people with H names. I was like, well, there's <laughs> got to be more to them than meets the eye because we have Baxian who, you know, turn of events and like right. all these things. And so um, to have it be the hind, you're like, okay, there's more to this group of, but seriously, like the hind, the harpy, the like hunt. The so food. many H names. There were so many names you were like, what? I was I like, well, it's to- also similar. Yeah, especially yeah. with the hind and the harpy. I had to remember, like, okay, the hind is is this one, the harpy is that one. Like I would have yeah. to just like stop and think about yeah. which was which. Well, right. And then like, Agreed. oh, but that's their nickname, but their actual name is this. Yes. And you're <laughs> like, and so not related at all. Yeah. Right. So sometimes they're referred to as the hind, and other times they're referred to as their actual name, which I'm completely blank on at the moment. And you're like, wait. 
okay. Yeah. Putting, like I need to chart putting this all together. I do actually wish there was a better map in the Crescent City books because it's just of Crescent City. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah where's right. where's the rest? Where's everything else? Where's everything else that we talk about? Where's it's that other just, territory? Like, right. Yeah. It's literally just the circle. <laughs> so I point. want more. I want a better map. Maybe in out. Crescent City 3, we can zoom Not out. Yeah. Zoom out for sure. We can zoom out. A couple of things. Somebody else proposed. Well, actually, we're quite torn. We have people that are really into Rowan and people that really don't like him, myself included. I don't I, know why he's. Is he like I liked Rowan button? more on my reread. Okay. So. So maybe he's more appealing the second time. Maybe. <laughs> like, I didn't hate him the first time I read it, but the second time I read it, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I will say, um, I think this is maybe not a popular opinion that the third book of Throne of Glass, Air of Fire. Queen of Shadows is four. Um, Air of Fire, book three of Throne of Glass was my least favorite of all time. I can agree with that. I it, like how it ended. Yes. I, I do think everything in the middle, you're like, it does feel like that book where it's like nothing truly happens, but it's building to things that are going to happen. Yes. I felt like I feel bad saying this because I love Sarah J. Moss. She's a queen and can do no wrong, except I felt like this was so slow. This was so slow and it does there like a lot happens that sets things up. You meet these like really important characters, all these things, but it was so slow that it took me so long to get into it. Remember you like being like, oh my God, I'm still on this book. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> and so- then once you finished it and like went on, it was like, okay, but so- I do remember that. <laughs> we look at my timeline on Goodreads. I started Throne of Glass in like June. And I read the first, I read the prequel throne of glass and then crown of midnight, like in a couple of weeks, that was all like pretty good, whatever. And then we get to air of fire. I started it in July. <laughs> I didn't finish it till October. Oh man. October. That long. October I came I like read other things in between (laughs) and then I came back and I finally finished it and then once I finished Air of Fire I quickly read Queen of Shadows Empire of Storms Tower of Dawn and Kingdom of Ash in like four weeks yeah so it was like this mental block I had to get over to finish Air of Fire it was like a three-month hiatus (laughs) but it's like all information that you need to, I know. to read the next what one two three no. three books but yeah. so I would be curious because I see people that read Air of Fire that love it and fly through because it is crucial like she meets Rowan she learns a bunch of things uh, that just love it and so I would be things curious. happen on the other continent <laughs> exactly if there are people that loved it or that you know that felt similarly to me or it was a little bit slow I will say yeah it just wasn't my favorite and then everything else just really picked up for me for the rest of the series. Um, but that one, I, I don't know what it was. Didn't, didn't hit it. <laughs> no, I will. I will gonna agree with you though. The, Oh, are you done? I, I, I didn't want to interrupt your theories. I was just going to ask, um, about the timelines for the next book. Cause I can't remember what they are. 
So she House said in her author talk for House of Sky and Breath that the next book is for sure Crescent City 3 and that it would probably be out like 18 months after this most recent book, give or take. Well, it's like so like next summer like late summer 2023 next fall maybe (gasps) i've also heard it's gonna be her longest yes longer than woo man all right but like kingdom of ashes a thousand pages oh is it really yeah i think it was not as long yeah it's a beast like nine nine hundred or thousand pages and i think it's the bible pages where they're like really thin and like i'm afraid to like turn the page too fast right yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so good and you know what's wild though so we were talking to our one of our colleagues abby and she was like oh i didn't really like whatever i don't know if i'm gonna, well i think it was crescent city she's like oh, i didn't really like that series and i was like trying to gently encourage her to keep reading it without without telling her why, telling her why. <laughs> yeah, you're like please read book at least give book two a chance and then and see I, how like, you- and i was like i can't really like talk about like the, they're all going to be related and so like yeah. if you really like a court of thorns and roses you should definitely read this because the setup for crescent city three where they're definitely going to have some type of overlap right. you're going to need to like but so it's really hard to tell people like no you shouldn't really keep reading <laughs> without <laughs> uh without completely giving away the crazy ending to house of yeah. sky and breath that is tricky yeah so for those yeah I just like I think it's really funny I just like when everyone has read all of it so I can talk about it without being like so that thing I think I sent you a a slack message the day the night I finished it like I was like tell me you finished and you're like not yet you did I know (laughs) and I felt so bad and but you were the first person I messaged after I had finished it I was like Andrea Oh my gosh, because I, I finished it at like one in the morning, which is horrible because nobody's awake. Like <laughs> my husband was asleep. I, I can't like call a friend or text anyone. Right. So I finished yeah. it at one in the morning and I just was like, I remember just, I had to freak out in silence because also I couldn't like make noise. It would have woken everybody up. Uh, but so you were the first person I messaged when it was like daylight hours. It was like appropriate hours. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't believe oh. this. Um, but yeah, we have to wait until fall of 2023, I guess, for the next one. Although we might have the Hulu adaptation at some point in the meantime. On that? Nothing other than there are people. On it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's like a any sort of like even I know timeline. We stay or yeah. And she, to be fair, she like went and had a whole baby while doing all this stuff for the book. So she's allowed to have her maternity leave, but I would love updates from her as soon as that leave is over. Well, we just just talked to Josh because he spoils everything. Anyway. Oh yes. my God. I know that was, that was he's, he's been, they've both been alarmingly quiet on social media. And I assume that's part of their parental leave, but yeah. Um, I feel like she's pretty quiet on social media anyway. Yeah. Unless she has something coming out. Right. Like the special edition paperback of A Court of Silver Flames. If you guys saw that. I didn't have everything in cover. I'd probably buy that, but. So special edition. <laughs> yeah. Barnes and Noble paperback. 
Um, Barnes and Noble always gets me to like special edition, extra chapter, two oh, extra weeks of shipping though. And I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. All of these special editions are killing me, especially because they're ones that like, you don't get the extra chapters in digital or you don't right. get the extra chapters in the regular edition. You have to track down the special one. Um, like whose extra chapter do you want? Or do you want to spend twice as much money to buy both editions? Right. Right. As I look at you, <laughs> as uh, I point to the shelf behind me, uh, which has five, five copies of House of Sky and Breath, um, because of the way that they did the special editions. Is that how many? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have the event edition, the Books a Million edition, the Barnes and Noble edition, the Target edition, and then there's an extra Target edition that was an a mistake. Yes. So it was like, it was damaged and um, they let me keep it and sent me a new one. So the damaged one is my reading copy. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing is your favorite book then. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, All right. So any last Sarah J Moss thoughts before we close today's episode on all I do. And I do have one extra theory I came across. This is not my theory, but I love it so much because we don't know Reese's last name. No. And right. in the bonus chapter of Silver Flames, Pharaoh makes a joke about it. He's like, don't say it. And the theory is that his last name is Darling. Because yeah. every time he would call her Pharaoh Darling, he mm-hmm. was like calling her by his last name. So the theory is that's just a fun little theory that that's his last name. <laughs> I love that though. I, I do too. That's great. I know. It's one of my that favorites. Sounds like, that sounds like something he would do. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would be, he would call her that knowing full well that that's where he hoped it would end up someday. Right. I love that. And it's like tongue in cheek. And I do hope we find out what his last name is for real, but until then it's going to be darling. Until then it's going to be a mystery. Although, so yes, we need, like, we actually need her to do quite a lot of work in the next couple of years because we have Crescent City three. We need the next Akatar because I think fans, will riot until we know what's happening with Asriel. For some right. reason, the, like the fandom, I say that in quotes, because there are people like the people that ship Asriel and somebody seem to get like very upset about do. It's like somebody a- thinking the opposite. Yeah. I feel like the Asriel shippers in general, just like very hardcore. Yeah. So I, like- I, when they land on both sides, they are like, there's no way. Yeah. No, I, mean, I guess yeah. we're in between. So I'm not like, how dare you say he's going to end up with a land? Right. Line, yeah. Right? I guess I'm not really, <laughs> no. I guess I'm not as invested with his, I, I mean, I want to hear his story, but I'm not invested in one specific outcome. I just want yeah. Asriel to be happy. Yes, exactly. exactly. And if I he's happy her. with Emma, then that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the goal. But I, tr- I trust her to have him turn, like end up with who he's supposed to Absolutely. end up with. I agree. Absolutely. I yeah. have like my preferences, but I don't, I don't, carry their way but it feels like there's a lot of intensity around as i'm not gonna ride if he doesn't end up with who i want him to end up with yeah fine exactly because i bet you it's gonna be better than we would have thought it would be anyways yes exhibit exhibit house of sky and breath (laughs) um and all the other other series thank you both so much for coming on to talk to me about this for however long we've been talking about it it's really fun that this is work (laughs) 
I know. Uh, this was so fun. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I don't think, Andrea, I don't think I've been on the podcast with you. So no, we haven't been on together. Place. Yeah. So um, this has been a fun combination and we're going to yeah. have to have a part two when we also, have more things to talk about when she has more books or when yes. we get Hulu news or something. So we get a calendar invite for like November, 2023. Just <laughs> yeah. To, like, yeah, to, to like make us, sure we all read it immediately. Right. Um, give us and something then I can, to look forward to. Yes. And I can, I can tell you all about my experience reading Throne of Glass after reading everything else that she's written. <laughs> yes. But I do I think, did just check it out. Yay. <laughs> We're going to want thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely read. I do think we might get some throne of glass news though, because it will be the 10 year anniversary this August. Oh, oh. I didn't realize that. So you're right. Knows? Yeah. 2012. Who knows? Maybe we'll have something else to talk about later this year. We'll see. I won't hate it. I'm, yeah. I'd be down for it. Any excuse. Thank you yeah. both so much yes. for coming on today. Thank you. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcast.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer, Jill Grunewald, and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com.